Well, hello and welcome back to the VOV Network. So I have a question for you. How is your mental and emotional health, your mental and emotional bandwidth these days with everything that we have going on in the world from the way the economy is to dealing with the, the remnants of the pandemic, maybe different things happening with family, your career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All kinds of different things that are coming in, impacting and bombarding your mental and emotional health. That's what we're going to get into today is we're going to talk about some different ways, make sure you have a good action plan, give you some input and some feedback on what we've been doing for the last 90 days with our action plans to make sure that we're all on a positive track to have a strong mental bandwidth capacity. So stick around. Let's get into it. Well, welcome back, everyone. If this is your first time at the VOV Network, my name is Brian, and we're going to dive directly today into talking about mental bandwidth, your mental capacity, both from a mental and emotional standpoint, what that's all about, and really an action plan and talking about what some of the different things that you can do to continue to make sure that you support yourself, keep your mental bandwidth strong and moving in the right direction. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Great. Good morning. Welcome. So that's what we're going to get into today. Any one of you want to share a little bit more about why we felt this is a, a good subject and a good time to kind of revisit, uh, especially considering we were here talking about this exactly 90 days ago. You want to go ahead, Shantae? Sure. I think it's just, it's so important for all of the reasons that Brian mentioned earlier, just the the pandemic that's still kind of lingering and now the economy just you know on its heels is is out of whack i say it's losing its mind um just many illnesses monkeypox is now uh, making its way into the country and that you know those are just the big things there are other smaller things that people are having to deal with on an individual level i think it's just important that the mind controls the man and so if we don't talk about the mind and the things that affect the mind we lose entire people. So I think it's a really, really, really good time for this conversation. And I mean, 90 days after the first, you can't beat that, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. It's like 90 days to the day. So it's this yeah. is a perfect time to kind of review where we've been. Bridget, what do you think? Um, well, <laughs> I can't believe it's been 90 days, first of all. Um, and everything that Shantae said as well, I will say that because of all the different illnesses that are coming into this to this country now, um, we've been on high alert look like forever. And every time that we get a little relaxed or laxed, here comes something else. And not just nationwide, but um, individually as well. And so it's very important, as Chante said, to talk it out. And so the last three months we have been all of our sessions have de definitely been um, related to the mental health uh, part of, of your life. And so coming just coming full circle back to the 90 days and seeing what we have done in our own personal journey and then hearing from others um, is going to be very important for someone that just came on for the first time. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. Uh, I have I'm bringing the slides and really just want to do a quick review. Uh, so if this is your first time and you didn't see the previous session, which I highly recommend you go back and, and watch that about mental bandwidth and uh, what's your frequency is, is the video for that. Uh, just a quick review of what we mean by mental bandwidth and where the challenges could come from. 
So as, as this slide shows, we're really talking about the different mental and emotional things that are just being bombarding you coming in from all kinds of different places and sources in your life. Uh, and as, think of it like a funnel, as this, this graphic shows. All of that's going into the top of the funnel. And then as you know, a funnel gets narrow as it goes toward the bottom. And that's where the pinch point is. And that's what we're talking about. That's the point of where you can start to feel overwhelmed. You can start to feel stressed. You can start to have some anxieties and many other things that uh, can start to have an impact on you. And that's that point of mental bandwidth. So what we want to talk about today is some of the things we've done with our action plans to help us with that pinch point and to do one of two things, either better control the different things that are going into the top or better manage as it comes down to the bottom and actually make the width of that pinch point a little bit wider so we can have more capacity, have more mental bandwidth and move forward from that standpoint. What, any questions on this before we kind of jump in and get going with our feedback that we want to share with, with the listeners? Um, no, I think it's very important to put that mental and emotional input before this three months, I really didn't think about how effective that was for us and the pinching point, as you mentioned, and how it can get it can expand so much, almost like a balloon where we're about to bust because we're holding it so much in. So these three months for me, as we go into it, I'll discuss more, has just been pivotal in in kind of peeling off some layers, you know, and in, 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 I guess taking control of what I can control and then releasing what I cannot. And so I think that is that is where we come in on the mental and emotional input, how how we determine the two. And sometimes we don't know how to do that. So I think this is very important. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. So um, let's just talk start talking about the, the, the plan itself. Right. Because that was one of the things that we really want to get into today. And this next slide kind of just gives a, an outline of the, the different components of the plan. So Bridget, do you mind just kind of running through that real quick? I, absolutely, I absolutely. So the plan of action to channel your mental health, and this is what we've gone through for the last three months, uh, practicing these different um, uh, nuggets, components. Think of this plan as your mental bandwidth garden. And so that's why we, where we came up with the word cultivate. And what would you like to plant and grow to help? So the first thing is cultivate trust, faith, and belief. The second is cultivate a resilient spirit. The next is cultivate play and rest. And we're going to go through all of these um, as we go on. Cultivate calm and stillness. And then lastly, cultivate meaningful work. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all very relevant. Um, and as I said, we're going to get dive deeper and start to give some examples of what that's really all about and uh, what we've done over the, the these past few uh, months. And again, I can't believe it's been 90 days already. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you on that. Before we start that, let's just do a quick uh, roundtable and kind of introduce ourselves for those who this might be their first time joining us. So my name is Brian. I am the founder of the Village of Voices and also the VOV Network. And I'm joined today by two wonderful co-hosts. So Bridget, would you introduce yourself there? Hello, I am Bridget Kinney. I am the founder and director of Building Bridges Mentor and Outreach Program and also the Youthful Girls Mentor Program. Welcome. Hello, Shantae. all. I am Shantae Hollins. I am the founder of the Shantology Speaks Experience, which is something new that uh, I've developed, but I am a certified master life coach, and I help people transform their lives from the inside out. 
Excellent. Well, welcome again to both of you today. And uh, so let's just dive in. And this is just going to kind of be a roundtable. I really just want to kind of have us discuss and, sh and share kind of what we went through, kind of go down the list category by category. And what I did for me is obviously there were some things on my plan and I kind of bullet pointed at least one specific thing under each category that either I had some good success with or some challenges with. And I just want to kind of talk that through. So I'll start and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of run from there. So under the first category, we're talking about, you know, cultivating trust, faith and belief. And my thing that I have been really focusing on for myself has been self-belief, right? Just really having that self-confidence, self-belief um, that no matter what the situation, what arises, et cetera, et cetera, that I have the wherewithal and trust within myself that I can figure out a way, manage it, and get through it. And it's been an, a roller coaster. I mean, that's, that's the, the best answer I can give to that, um, just from a, a mental standpoint. And, you know, there have been those peaks where I felt like, oh, I got this, everything's under control, and, and I'm managing it. And then there's been those valleys where it's been like, uh, I don't even know what to do next, right? And it's, it's almost a, a state of being paralyzed. So that's one of the things that I'll share from a mental bandwidth standpoint as we work our way through this, just to say that it's not always going to be sunshine. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have to work your way through that and, and find a balance for you and the different categories and the different things that you put down. But also understand that if it was easy, everybody would do it. And that, that, that's one way to definitely look at it. So under the category of you know, trust, faith and, faith and belief, and when I said self-belief, that's really where I have, I've struggled the most. Um, I would say in, the, in reference to cultivating trust, belief, and um, I would say in the last year and more specifically in the last three months, my life has changed um, tremendously in terms of family and, and, and just a lot of areas. And so I've had to, like you, Brian, trust in myself that I don't have to do everything. And I can let go of the control. And um, for those that know me, I have a, a large family and I, you know, I have children and grandchildren. And so I'm always hands on, but I had to kind of step back. Um, and that was very hard for me. And so um, just like what I've said before about the serenity prayer is to the wisdom to know the difference between what I can control and what I cannot. And so that has been rough for me. But when I kind of got it, it was kind of filling my groove, so to speak. It, it took so much weight off of me. Mm -hmm. um, everybody still lived and everybody still made, you know, still made decisions. And they didn't have I didn't have any input in anymore. And I and I kind of looked around and said, oh, OK, this is nice. I like it here. You know, I, I should have done this before, but I had to dive deeper into what I was doing to put so much mental stress on myself and emotional stress on myself. So. I had a problem. I had a, I had a challenge with trusting that I don't have to be involved or control any of this. Um, and but I worked through it month by one month. And I'm going to say this year and then, like, like I said, the last three months, I've really worked it. And it's really it really has changed my life. Awesome. Really awesome. Yeah. Shante, what about you? I had to focus on trust, faith and belief in myself. I had a hard time picking just one that I needed to focus on because imposter syndrome is so real, especially when, you are, yeah. when you're starting out. And so I focused on all three areas, trusting that I 
can do this work and I can help other people through what I've already been through. And then the faith in, in who I am as a person and who I am um, as a creation of God. And then just believe that um, what I said about the others, I can do it all. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. And so, um, you know, it's been mostly good. I've had some moments where I would waver, kind of like uh, Brian, you said it's a, it's a roller coaster. Um, I'm, I'm going to give myself more highs than lows. I think that's a sign of growth. But there were some moments I just thought, man, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And Or I should be so far along. Or... Um, it's not working out exactly the way I planned. And there were some other things I discovered that got in the way of that. I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. So um, I couldn't pick one. I had to had to work in all three areas. So I've made some progress and, and I'm proud of that. Yeah. I would say, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say Shantae and I over the past few months have actually, you know, swapped some emails and just talking about how are you doing? I don't know. How are yeah. you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it is a process as you work your way through it. Yeah. And I would say, Shantae, what I've said to Brian before, because when I started, uh, when I came to Houston to pr- and, and started to promote Beautiful Girls, I had already had a site on how it was supposed to go. And mm-hmm. the man, the demographic, I had it all planned out, right? And so it wasn't working like that for me. And I, I like you, and Brian had got kind of discouraged until... God kind of changed it and I had to look at it differently and start thinking about what's my why? Like, what is my why? Like, am I doing this? Am I, is my, is it about my expectations or is it about service? Like, is it really Bridget? Is this really something, is something you want to do or something you purpose to do? And you have to make a decision. And that's the same thing I was talking to him about. Um, When God kind of, turned it around. I was like, oh, okay, you're going to do it this way. Not the way you did it in Nacogdoches. You're going to do it this way. And he said, okay, I get it. Because if I had steadily tried to make it be the way I wanted it to be, the way I wanted it to be and not what was needed and what mm-hmm. was certainly needed, I would be so discouraged. And so I learned that and I'm sure I learned it as a tool to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I could not agree more with that, you know, and it, it is interesting. And Bridget, you, you're right. Um, you know, sharing that and, and having to just kind of get it reframed in your own mind uh, is, is such a powerful thing. And, but it, it takes uh, the courage and also some patience, right? Because right. It, it's not an instant gratification kind of thing, right? right? And then, so that's the other piece of it. You, you just kind of right. have to work your way through it. Uh, anything else on trust, faith, or belief before we move on to re- resilient spirit? I want to just add briefly that in order to cultivate the trust and faith and belief in yourself, you have to stop looking at everybody else. That's kind of where I got caught up a bit, seeing how everybody else was doing things and seeing what I thought were their successes or what have you. And then having to realize that the plan God has for me is for me and the plan that he has for them is for them. And they, they won't look the same. And, you know, I was measuring myself against people who, who've been doing this for 20 plus years. I'm not supposed to look like them and do what they're doing and all of that. So I, I just wanted to add that I think it's really, really important to focus on yourself and what it is that you're supposed to do and not try to compare yourself to someone else. 
Yeah. I have, and just real quick, I have a funny story about that. So when I first started a mentor program, I had would go and look at, you know, research other mentor programs and then other girl mentor programs. And I would actually snapshot their picture or their Facebook page or whatever. And then I would go and write notes about like what they're doing or whatever. And I wanted to do it just like them. And some of them weren't even in my state. And I wanted to do it just like that because it looked like it was working. And so when I started my organization, I could not find any of those notes. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, throw them away. And I was tearing up my office trying to find these notes. Like, this is what I want to do. Now, how am I, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know nothing except for what they were doing. And so what now? What am I supposed to do? And God started to give me the vision that he had for me and for mm-hmm. business and, and beautiful girls. So I thought that was a, and I never did find those notes. Yeah. It's just so weird. But yeah, that's my funny story about trying to look at other people and what they're doing and see how it comparing ourselves to that, to their success or to their progress. Um, it, it, it usually doesn't want more work. We do. We have, can't have a mentor and I have one. And I'm sure you, you guys have one. At, um, also, we can't have a mentor to kind of guide us, but to compare ourselves, it just doesn't work to our advantage. It's just not fair right. for us. Yeah. Right. I could not agree more with that. And that, that's a great story because, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's that plan of trying to figure it out. You, you're going to, I'm going to copy this, but is that yeah. really you? Right. And, right. You know, so right. now you're, you're starting down this road already kind of on a false note, right. uh, which, which probably will make the journey even more difficult versus mm-hmm. just trying to figure it out for yourself. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, the resilient spirit. Uh, and for me, what I had uh, on, on my list was to focus on the journey, not the result, and to try to stay mm-hmm. focused and, and, and be in that place of enjoying the moments as you go along that journey, and not yeah. trying to get too far ahead. It's kind of what Shante was just saying about, you know, you looking at other coaches and what they're doing and, you know, but they're they've been they've been doing it 20 years. So they should look like this or be this, have that right all structured. Uh, and you know, obviously with VOV, it's 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 a reasonably new thing. And uh, oddly enough, the next week will be the one year anniversary of doing things like this. So awesome. hasn't even been a year That's yet. Awesome. So it's all very new. So trying to get used to that and, and being comfortable and just being honest with yourself to say, you know, I'm still growing, I'm still learning. It's okay. You mm-hmm. it's gonna take time to get there. And so that's part of that resiliency for me that I've really needed because I will start looking at the analytics and this and that and the other thing. And it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's like, OK, don't go there. Stay where you are, because you are at this part of the journey. You know, you still have a lot more of it to go and appreciate what has happened to date. So that, yeah. that's yes. that's been my thing. Yeah. Yes, um, I'll say um, in terms of cultivating a resilient spirit, I have really been able to I have progressed tremendously on feeling my feelings. And I think about that when we talked about resilient spirit, um, feeling my feelings, because I am the oldest um, child of two, um, you know, the oldest granddaughter, um, you know, the oldest cousin. Um, I always took on this role of the leader. Um, And so for me, it was like, take care of everybody and don't feel your feelings yet. And so it kind of built up in me until, you know, I became this angry person or this smart mouth person because I just would snap. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and 
instead of feeling it at the moment. And so now I have learned to feel my feelings um, and take those breaks. And even if it's even if it's a positive feeling, you know, love intentionally, um, whoever that person or whoever those people are, love them intentionally um, without expectation. And so um, and I, as I share um, t- today would be a, a year that my mom has had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me. This week, it was to intentionally feel her love and intentionally feel my my grief and my love and all those mixed in feelings without worrying about how anybody else was going to see it or take it or, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not, a, everybody grieves differently, right? And so I'm not, a, I'm not that hard griever because because of my energy, I just choose to look at the bright side and be, you know, and be happy about whatever journey was taken for my mom or whoever I've lost in the past. And so I stopped worrying about how I look to people. How does grief on me look to people? How does um, anger look? And so I started to feel those things. And then Mm -hmm. I just feel them, express them to the people that I needed to express them to instead of holding it in. Um, I will say I did not do well in planning a self-reflection day um, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was always trying to fill my day with something. And also, um, you know, I always, you know, show gratefulness and unto uh, God for everything. But um, feeling my feelings have been a big thing for me in, self- in setting healthy boundaries for the mm-hmm. last especially. Um, and and exploring my feelings and why I and my role in different um relationships or situations that turned out in a negative manner or a positive manner, what my role was instead of the blame, which you did. Um, and so that has really been good for me. Um, I think that's going to be good for me here on out. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. I, um, having a, a, a psychology degree, I went back to the roots of my, the beginning of my secondary education and I kind of akin what I I do now with just human development and you know in talking about being resilient I think about babies when they're born there are certain things they can do there are certain things they can't do but they're exactly where they're supposed to be at that moment right we don't expect a baby to walk and talk and, 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 and crawl and eat solid foods we don't expect that and so in, in my business and my ministry, I'm still in that. Well, I'm, I'm not an infant anymore. I'll say I'm a toddler. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, just controlling my expectations. You know, as, as a baby, there are certain expectations. Um, and then as you develop, those expectations grow when they develop with you. And so that helps me be resilient. So when I was trying to crawl and, and couldn't get up on my knees, so to speak. I gave myself the grace that I needed in knowing that right now, developmentally, this is where you're supposed to be. Master those things that you're supposed to master when you're in the in the infant stage. Master the things you're supposed to master when you're in the toddler stage and so forth and so on. And so that's what's helped me be resilient. That's what's allowed myself um, to be gracious to myself and it and it's helped pull me mentally or push me forward mentally because now I don't have these unrealistic expectations that I'm supposed to be, you know, a full grown adult <clears throat> and I'm only two, three, four months old. And so that is truly, truly what has helped me be resilient. So now when I see things that uh, didn't happen the way 
I, I wanted them to. I don't see it as a failure. I see it as something I haven't quite developed. And what can I do to develop that skill or develop um, in that area? Uh, I'm like, Bridget, I, I haven't done well in the self-reflection days. I feel like I'm always on go. And so I do mm -hmm. need to do better at um, allowing myself to self-reflect. And what's, what's so funny is that I, I talk about taking time to reflect with my clients. I, 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 I build in this moment for them to reflect on mm -hmm. their progress and their goals and what they're doing. And I haven't done it for myself. So that is... Yeah, that is definitely an area that I need to work on in terms of being resilient. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to go back to something Bridget said, because I didn't know we had that in common uh, when we talk about being the oldest. And it's actually the same for me. So on both sides of my family, so my mom's side and my, my dad's side, I'm the firstborn grandchild and uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as you go through life and get a little bit older, you don't realize kind of what that comes with until mm -hmm. you're in it, right? Mm -hmm. And it, so it puts you in a whole different space of, of having to try to be and do and all of that for multiple people in different levels and different ways. Uh, so I can, I can really appreciate what you were saying about that. Any final thoughts on having a resilient spirit before we talk about play and rest? Let's just go right on to the next. Let's just yep, dig into it, right? Uh, so one the thing I had under, you know, cultivate play and rest with as far as my action plan, and that was um, being able to truly disconnect and in doing so not feel guilty about it. Right. Because yeah. that's that was my challenge and still is a challenge. Right. Because there's always something I think that's what Shante was just kind of mentioning, too, that you feel like you can do or needs to be done or should be done or, you know, and that moment where you just like, you know what, I really just need to completely mentally, emotionally, physically disconnect for a while. Uh, truly be, as I said, a couch potato maybe, and just and just something totally mindless, right? And then you feel like, man, this is a waste of time. I should really be doing this. Get up, do that. Oh, this needs to be done. So you, did, you, st you start hammering yourself, which creates this tension or anxiety within you. So trying to find a, a happy place or a balance with that has definitely been one of the quote unquote challenges for something that I put down that I need to be able to cultivate and be comfortable with uh, that ability to, to disconnect. Well, because <laughs> these last 90 days caught me in my summer break um, and I'm an educator, I will say <laughs> that I had no problem playing rest. Thank you. Yeah to yeah. education. Um, and I started in May. So I, I did my full 90 days of play and rest. Um, I will say that I cultivated a day of the week, maybe two days, you know, or whatever, to restore, replenish, and rejuvenate. Actually, in May, I started doing that just so I would have energy for June and July. Um, and so I had no problem with that. Now in the next 90 days, get back with me. We may have a different story uh, because school will be starting and everything will be busy up into the holidays. Um, so I did carve out a day. I did carve out some days, even in my travel that I just restored and replenished. Um, I did spend time with family and friends, um, that who genuinely love me and accept me for who I am. The quirky sunshine person that I, that I am and I did get some sleep like too much sleep 
So now I'm having my alarm clock. I couldn't even find, I couldn't even remember what the clock was for, what it was for the alarm on my phone. I was like, what does it look like? I don't remember. And someone said, it's a clock. I'm like, oh, it is a clock. I couldn't, I hadn't set my alarm in two, in two months. So I forgot what you do. How do you set it? So I did get some sleep. I got a lot of sleep. And this week I'm going to work on waking up at, at the time that I'm supposed to. So I'm sorry. If, if anybody has a different story, um, I got enough sleep and rest and play for all three oh, that's, that's excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that sleep and rest that you got because I didn't get any. <laughs> this is this is probably the area um, that I, I would say was a big fat fail for me. I I work all the time and, and just I'm more in alignment with Brian on this than I am with you, Bridget. Sorry about that. Um, even weekends are family time for me. And so one of the things my husband and I do is we watch all these shows, you know, we something sounds good. That's what we do together. We watch shows together. And sadly, even while I'm supposed to be engaging in the show with him, or even when my daughter comes in, I'm at my computer, I have my computer in my lap, or I'm, I'm you know, I'm typing, I'm working on, because this has to be done. And then if I feel start feeling guilty about that time that I'm kind of taken away from them, I put it away. But in my head, I'm, I'm like you, Brian, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. This, you know, it needs to be done. Even when I'm asleep and I don't get enough sleep, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm writing things that I've dreamed about that have come to my mind that I need to do the next day. So this area, play and rest, it, 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 big fat zero. I grade myself a big fat zero and I need to get better and I need to, um, I shouldn't say get better. I need to give myself permission, like you said, Brian, to to rest and not feel guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I say all the time, man, I have big dreams. I'm just t- chasing my dreams. It takes a lot of work. You know, as an entrepreneur, there's so many things you have to do. And I haven't prioritized that rest. And so I need to definitely gift myself with that rest. So, yeah, let's. I'll, I'll redo that one for the next 90 days because it has not gone well. I, I can appreciate that a thousand percent. Uh, and, it, and it is, it, it, it takes, um, as you said, I think a, a recurring theme that I, at least especially for the ones for me so far, is just patience, right? Just mm-hmm. having the true patience to be able to, to mm-hmm. quote unquote, be still or wait or just let it happen as it's supposed to organically happen, right? Right. Uh, so that that's a recurring theme for me so far. Uh, anything else? Is, I'm sorry, Brian. No, go ahead. The truth is, if we allow ourselves to rest and rejuvenate, we probably do the work so much better and so much quicker because we're refreshed. Our minds have rested, but no, I, you know, we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing, even past exhaustion. And I've learned that. Um, I mean, I implore for any, anybody to learn that, that if you keep doing that, you will have this mental breakdown and it will force you to have that that time to refresh because mm-hmm. just right at the point where you don't you can't do anything else. You, your thoughts are just, you're just really foggy. And so 
make yourself take that time. I mean, because even in the next three months, of course, I'll be more busier because of school. But I have to assign those days and, and those that time to rest and restore and replenish. Because if I don't, I will be headed to this, you know, downward spin, you know, like to right. a mental breakdown, basically. Right. 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 Agreed. So let's uh, bring the presentation back in just to remind uh, those who are watching what where we are on this and what we're talking about. So back to the we're reviewing our action plans that we kind of set into place when we met three months ago. And what we're talking about now is what has happened, what has transpired, what kind of success or challenges have we had over the last 90 days? So we've talked about the, the trust, faith and belief part of it, the resilient spirit. We just talked about the. Uh, play and rest. So let's move on to that calm and stillness, which sounds like we all might have struggled with, except for Bridget, because she was <laughs> on vacation for three months. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still had a struggle in that. I still did. Yeah. So for me, um, when I when I, I got under that, um, it, and it's exactly what we were saying earlier, and I wrote this exact word, it's accept that you are where you're supposed to be, right? And for me, that from a, a, a calmness and stillness, because if you can't accept that you are, you know, where you're supposed to be in the journey and in the process and in the learning and whatever else is going on uh, in your situation, uh, it really is hard to be still, uh, be calm, because you, you feel like you need to stir things up or it needs to be a storm or however you want to look at that versus actually being smooth and being able to follow a straight line and all you you want something to almost like be out of whack so you feel like okay I'm, I'm accomplishing something or i'm doing something or i'm feeling something versus that time of actually just being calm and still so that that for me is one thing i've been really working on myself mentally and and, and some, with some of the emotions and the, the, the spiritual things too is just to say be calm it's okay to be still and uh, be okay with that. So that, that that's for me is what it's been for sure. Um, I will say, even though I've been off and vacationing, I still, um, I had been struggling with internal calmness, um, internal stillness. And I think when I, we talked about this before, um, during the 90 days, I put as one of the goals was identify the emotions that are likely to spark my reactivity and practice non-reactive emotions. And so that is what I have been doing for the last three months is not letting other people's, other people's words, other people's actions spark a negative reaction or a negative emotion. And so I think about two months ago, I posted off a of TikTok um, and I've been speaking this out loud, even to even, even the other day, I said this to my son, if it doesn't feel like peace, if it doesn't feel like love, if it doesn't feel like kindness, if it doesn't feel like joy, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And so when situations have come up in the last three months and, and before I react, I have to decide, is it making me feel these ways? And if it's not, then I need to decide what will what, what be my response? What will be my reaction? And I, I was talking with my son and it got a little, um, he did a little bit. And I said, you know what? Let's go back. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel like peace, I don't want it. Um, and so let's go back so that my reaction or my response won't feel like anything else 
the peace. And so that's what I've been doing for the last three months. And, you know, that's ideal. It may not always happen like that because you may get into some heated situations or heated conversations or with more than one person at, at a time. Or you might be in a situation where you can't stop and think if it doesn't do this, this, this and this. But I am intentional about training my thought process to not respond in a, a, a in, to, in a reactive emotion, but to sit back and say, okay, how can I respond to this? They won't, where, where it will be non-reactive based on what the situation is. And so that is what I've been doing. Um, and it's been hard because I'm an emotional person, um, just by life, <laughs> not nature, but by life. I'm an emotional person. And so my first response is, is to be ha- really happy, really sad. I'm just, it's no middle ground for me. Um, and so I, it, that has been a struggle for me to say, okay, stop, don't respond. Uh, is it doing this, this, and this? And if it's not, then what should your response be? And so that is what I've been working on for the last three months. Excellent. That's good. That's really good. I am naturally a calm person. Um, So the calmness comes fairly easy to me. Um, What I, what I'm, what I've been poor at is keeping all of those other emotions inside and not expressing them. And so then um, it, it, it's more damaging to me. So to others, you know, I'm really, really calm, but internally I have a lot going on because there were times that I didn't feel safe enough to express those or, or those emotions or, or um, want to be vulnerable enough to express those emotions. And so I guess what I, it, if you look at it on the surface, what I just said doesn't seem to make sense because, I, you know, I said I'm, I'm naturally calm, but then I have all this internal stuff going on. I'm naturally calm with other people and in situations that people are normally, you know, heightened and, and frightened or what have you. But when it comes to things that affect me, then I have this inner this inner turmoil going on. And so I've been working on recognizing what's going on inside of me and being um, free enough to express whatever it is. And there's always an appropriate way to express your emotions, whether they are, you know, their anger or frustration or happiness or or whatever. Um, I've often put myself in a box to protect other people. And so people that were intimidated um, by my personality, I would scale myself back so that I wouldn't be intimidating. or people that expected a certain thing out of me, I would put myself in that box. So I've been working on expressing. So just like Bridget said, knowing those emotions, identifying those emotions, I was good at that, but just expressing them. And so I've been better. Um, I talked about not resting earlier. And when I'm tired is when my, my fuse is shorter. And, you know, and so that I, I'm like, okay, you are frustrated because the dog is barking. The dog is supposed to bark. He's designed to bark. And so I had to kind of scale myself back and say, wait a minute. You you are expressing these things or feeling these things or reacting to your fatigue. You're not reacting to the other person and what they're doing. You're reacting to your fatigue. You need to get that in check. That um, is- so, yeah, that that's what I've, you know, just see, just really being, um, I don't know, emotionally intelligent and, and starting with me and knowing why I'm reacting and responding the way that I am and then why I'm not 
if I'm not, it's because I'm not comfortable. Why are you not comfortable? Are you putting yourself in a box? Are you not comfortable for fear of what the other person is going to say or think? Are you not comfortable because, you know, traditionally you've been told that's not what a woman is supposed to do or, or whatever the situation may call for? Um, so that's been kind of my work around cultivating the calm and the stillness, which on the outside comes natural, but on the inside is just more. I love that finding the reason why finding the reason why that's what I got out of what you said what's the real reason behind you know you being so frustrated that the dark the bark, dog was barking so finding the reason why because it's always not always it is sometimes another reason why we're so angry why we get so frustrated um and it's an inner it's it's a self-evaluation that we have to do to find those things out and so that we can go grow from there. I don't know, Brian, if you were going to say, um, mention what the uh, audience member had said about that. It was a very um, important, important tool. Um, she said, I, I've been controlling my anger and emotions by knowing my triggers. Right. Moving yeah. myself when I notice them. That and that sad. is very important. Um, knowing your triggers that has a lot to do with with being self-aware and what you know is going to set you off Mm -hmm. and it's even more important and even more shows your strength when you can remove yourself from that because we can know it and be like okay they about to i'm about to set it off they about to make me mad and we still stay there in it you know So know, identify your triggers and then remove yourself. That takes some strength. So kudos to you, um, audience member. Kudos to you. Yep. You know, and it's important too. I think a lot of those triggers come from things that actually you don't control anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the other piece is to be able to process through it far enough to understand that, you know, I'm letting this get me just totally spun out of shape. But what is it that I can control about it? And, and, and nine times out of 10, probably not much. Right? Right. So, and so getting to that place of being able to just put it down, you know, and you know what, I can't change it anyway. So right. stop focusing it because actually you are the one who's giving it energy and power over you. It's not right. taking it from you. You're right. actually giving it the power and the energy. Right. So exactly. getting to that point of being able to understand that is, is one of the key pieces. Mm-hmm. Easily said than done. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> that is that is the reality of it. Is you're giving it that power and control over you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Uh, so we're down to our last one. So cultivating meaningful work, um, and I will jump in to just say that that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, for me, uh, a lot of my meaningful work is revolving around what I do with. Uh, Village of Voices and the VOV Network. And, uh, and for me, it's, as, as I put, just giving back or sharing my knowledge, my experience. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll even be brazen enough to use the word wisdom uh, and, and put that out there and say, you know, that's what I am about. That's what VOV is about, is trying to use what I have as the vessel and as the tool to help others, uh, you know, self-excellence, self-improvement be their best possible self. So that's that's the meaningful work that I'm focused on. Uh, but what's a, the challenge within that, because yes, it is, you know, a, a mission that I'm on, but it, this kind of goes back to a recurring theme we've talked about today, and that's keeping that why, as we've mm-hmm. talked about, clear, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
we and, and as I started this whole conversation with this day, you've got life changes, you've got career changes, you've got family issues, you all these different things are coming in the top of the funnel. That never stops, right? So for me, the, the issue with your why is your why can shift right. depending on what's in your funnel and what you're having to process through and what's happening in your life. Right. But getting, trying to stay grounded with whatever that why is for you and then them being able to translate that out into what your meaningful work is and keep it applied and keep it focused and keep it moving forward. That's where the, the true work comes in within you is to be able to process your way through it. So for me, that's what I've learned and, and what I continue to work on day after day after day. It, it is a journey. It, it's not a destination that you're going to arrive and you're there. Absolutely. I think you're always working it because your environment's ever-changing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will say um, the, first, the three things that I said I wanted to do or plant my goal to do, I was, I was on point on two, but I would say the first one, that the one that I struggled with, and just because I gave myself two months off, um, so it was to tap in, it was to finish what I started. Um, there were some books I said, poetry books, some journals, um, and that I was writing that I did not complete. And so it was going to be important for me to finish what I started. However, it, Something happened in the beginning of June where I decided I wasn't going to have a serious thought in my head for the next two months. And that's what I did. I don't even think I thought about anything. I wrote down everything I spent so I didn't have to think about how much money I had to do, you know, left to do things with. You know, I, I just didn't. I just didn't have a serious thought and it was so relaxing. So I, I made no apology for, for not, you know, completing those things that I've started. Cause I, you know, if God gives me, I still have time, but what I did on the days that I did sit down in front of my computer at my desk is I did work on my, the plans and the goals for my organization. And so I did set out some time for that in between travel and fun and whatnot, because that was going to be important for me when August came that I was still on track and not having a rush and get back on track. So I did write my whole vision, you know, for my organization and my life. And I presented to God for direction. Like I said, I would and schedule an action plan to make, make that happen. Um, so I'm proud of myself in that progress. However, I did not finish some of the things that I started. Um, but I, if I, if I still have time, I will. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had to think about, um, in terms of meaningful work, meaningful to who, and I and I hope my my response to this kind of goes in line with what the question the question that was just being posed about does yourself your is being your best self being the real you or being the version of who you want who you would be the who most. would be the most successful sorry it was, all, my eyes kind of crossed there um, I had to think about meaningful to who I think uh, the first part of my life. I did those things that were meaningful to everybody else and they weren't necessarily meaningful to me. And so I have been focusing these last 90 days on doing the work that was most meaningful to me. And in turn, it helped those people that I wanted to reach. I had to be true to myself in order to be true to the people that God had assigned to me. And so, um, I think when you're being the real you, you are going to be successful for you. I lost so much time and I lost so much of myself trying to be 
who everybody else wanted to wanted me to be. And so I think this has been in the time that I have been in this business, this time has been the best because I've been focusing on those things that meant the most to me. And it's just ironic. This is when I get the most inbox inbox messages and I get the most emails and I, I get people coming up to me to say that thing that you said or that thing that you did really touched me in this way. And those were the things that meant the most to me. I was being true to myself. I was being true to who I was created to be. And in turn, I was able to come into alignment with those people that I, I was really supposed to, to touch. So I think that being your best self and being the, the real you, they will lead you to what is successful. Um, so meaningful work, it, it, it all ties into to what's been said earlier, not watching other people, not copying other people, being true to yourself. Um, in life, my life just means so much more now because I'm doing what's meaningful to me. And we, yeah. it, I don't know if Brian is going to mention it, but we did a session on being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. This ties into that because when you start to know your truth and be your authentic self, the people that were meant to gravitate mm -hmm. towards you are going to gravitate towards you. So think about being somebody else or trying to be somebody else. That's not who God made you. So people, the, the, the right people for you are not going to gravitate towards you because you're not being that person. Right, right. Be and so when you start to become authentic and knowing who you are and living that out loud, then those right people can see that and then they will gravitate towards you. So that all ties in. Truly a beautiful answer because um, your, the version of your best self is the the operative word is self. Mm -hmm. like, it's self who you are. Right. We to become sometimes we can be like other people try to compare ourselves to other people where we almost look like the other person but that's not self that's them or mm -hmm. us but that's not self and so that's so yeah that that was a great answer and and if you have not audience go, go have not go back and look at um that session on uh your being your authentic self or the audacity to be authentic because it does take some courage to do that um in that way um and but man the the reward is is mm -hmm. gratifying is is gratifying mm -hmm. and it's it's it leads you on this successful road this successful journey therefore i mean moving forward right so success is different for every person success yes. isn't always having the most money i mean we see people that have a ton of money and you know they're jumping up yeah. yeah yeah they're not being fulfilled they're you know they're they're still battling demons so success is different the three of us have a different definition of success you know and, mm -hmm. and we're able to to come together as a unit and as a team and then you know that success you know as a unit looks mm -hmm. different and so you have to you know be mindful of who you're measuring your your success with and who you're measuring it by Yes, so much to unpack and whatever you, you just shared, both of you, Bridget and Shante. I'll start with um, Shante's piece of it and talking about trying to reconcile that who piece, right? That who mm -hmm. am I doing my why for, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the self-awareness that has to come from that. And then, you know, that that's where the real rub comes in is getting to that point of 
understanding self well enough to be able to determine what's out of the fence. These things do fall on it and why they fall on those, the, the different places that they do and then work to start to get comfortable with being this way versus that way. Because, and, and you know, Bridget, as you said, in our session about the audacity to, you know, be authentic, there are going to be those, as, as we said in that session, they're going to be pissed off because mm-hmm. it's like, who are you? I mean, what's this new person or why are you now this way? But that's because you've shifted from being that person that's there and people pleasing because we did a session talking about people pleasing as well mm-hmm. where now you are standing in your truth being truly who you are and uh, letting that be what resonates and some people are going to gravitate to it as Bridget said other people are not going to be happy about it but so be it and you know it, mm-hmm. that that's just kind of the way it is sometimes so I think that th- those are all great great answers I appreciate that uh, what else before we wrap up with the last one on the list, which is meaningful work? I think we've covered it all. It's all about what's meaningful for you. Um, it's your goals. It's not theirs. Um, so they know whoever they is. And I say that to my students. Who's they? And nobody yeah. can who they is you know who they are okay well they 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 said i should be this far ahead and they did that and they well who is they because your goals are your goals so you're the only person that can determine whether you're progressing or even whether you're successful in them uh as as you ladies both know i am kind of uh working on a mastery uh process that i'm kind of going through and the gentleman that's kind of leading that uses this term and i love it and i'm going to steal his term Uh, for today. And he he basically says, don't get caught up in goop. And he says, this is a natural thing that we all do. And he said, goop, you know, so G-O-O-P. And that is the good opinion of other people. He says, if that's how you end up living your life, you're stuck in goop because everything that you're doing is in reaction to or expecting a reaction or wanting to try to control or whatever else, the good opinions of other people. And I, that's one thing that has definitely resonated with me that he shared about stay out of that goop, right? And so it's like a mental trigger. Now I can hear someone talk about something and yes, I may have a thought or an opinion. It's like, yeah, but is it really relevant for me? And so just don't even step in the goop, just stay, just stay out of it. Right. Kind of thing. Uh, So I really loved uh, how he used that as an analogy and it it really does work from a a trigger standpoint to stay away from the goop. That's so let's beauty. move on. I would just say the beauty of, of texting and emailing, you get to highlight that and, 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 and cut it out. Or, well, I'm not going to say that. It doesn't do with me. You get to erase, you know, words are powerful. So you have to stop and think, right? And no, that doesn't have anything to do with me. So let me, you know, so we have to take those times to decide do we want to be a part of that group? Do we, okay, I didn't, I've, I've written a paragraph on a text. Then I have to read it again to say, um, no. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is not. It, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So that's the power of words um, and how we speak to ourselves. Self awareness is a key thing, and that, as you know, Bridget, that's one of the big recurring themes in everything we've done over these past months. So, trying to get yeah. to that place. Yeah. Yeah. So quick review uh action plan so we've talked about what are you going to plant in your garden right uh from a cultivating standpoint trust faith belief resilient spirit uh, play rest being calm and stillness and then also meaningful work so let's go to the summary for today and this basically brings us to our uh question of the day 
and it says, based on our discussion today, and we'll run through this individually, but also especially for our audience out there uh, who might have been putting together or already had an action plan, um, what have you decided to add or remove from your garden and why? So uh, I, I'll start and, and share with what I want to put out there and you know, close this out so they can see it's a little bit better. So for me, um, it's all about the acceptance piece, right? Because acceptance, accepting where you are, accepting the process, just acceptance, 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 right? This is the one thing. So for me, that's actually what I'm going to, and this is going to sound strange, but I think you'll understand how I'm approaching it. That's one of the things that I'm going to remove from my list and why I'm going to, uh, and how I'm looking at that is I want to turn the page. Let's just say that acceptance is done. I, I have accepted. It's not no longer a challenge. So I'm turning the page on acceptance. I'm pulling that out of the plan. Uh, what I want to add or continue to um, have more focus on within the plan is going to be patience and, and, and truly getting comfortable with having the patience that I, that I need to have. Uh, so I want to grow a really big, tall patience tree. It's going to take some work, but that, that is one of the things that I want to plant yeah. in my garden. Um, I will say I'm keeping everything um, and I'm going to steady, I'm going to steadily work on my garden, cultivating those things um, until they're all full bloom and then plant some more. So I don't have anything I want to take out. Um, I think they're all still work in progress for me. Um, and even though it's been 90 days and we're reflecting back, I think I want to keep everything. As far as adding anything, I think I have enough um, on my plate. So I'm not adding anything. I think I've covered in, in my cultivating, I think I've covered my whole life. And as far as my work and my play and my family and my friends, um, and I've covered those all that ground. So I'm going to keep everything as is and just keep, continue to work on that. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that, Bridget. Shante, what do you think? I want to remove my masks. Um, like, you know, I wear a lot of masks um, so that I can fend with everybody else's ideals, you know, and everybody else's mm -hmm. desires. Brian, I saw that face when I, when I said that. I want to remove the masks of um, what I think everybody else wants from me and of me. Um, if, if we're honest with ourselves, we do wear a lot of, I'm going to put on this face because I'm in this crowd. I'm going to put on this face because I'm this age. I'm going to put on this face because I'm, you know, this race. So this, this is my religion. And so we wear these masks of who we think other people, you know, think we should be. So I, I want to remove a lot of that. I spend a lot of time hiding behind the expectations of others. And, you know, I'm this age, and so this is what I should be doing. This is how I should be dressing, and this is how I should be speaking. And so I want to remove all of those masks and add more of who I am. Um, um, just ask Shantae, who is Shantae? Who is she um, authentically? I, I teach a lot on self-awareness and emotional intelligence, and I do do that because that's what helped me thrive is when I mm -hmm. started being me. I, I love when, um, when Brian, when you and Bridget did the whole, the whole authentic, 
authenticity piece. It, it just aligns so much with who I am and what I want to be. But I love when you said having the audacity. I am going to add the audacity of being me. Who do I think I am? Let me show you who I think I am. Mm. Uh, because I, I spent so much time behind those masks. So I'm removing the masks, the um, the the pretenses, and, you know, like the living up to other people. And I'm adding more of me and um, being selfish a bit in doing what I want to do and how I want to do it. And, and, you know, it's going to be for other people people, but that's because that's who I am. Who I am is a giver. Who I am is a helper. Who I am is a teacher and an influencer. And um, so we all win when I start being true to myself. Let me just give you some kudos on that because let me tell you, you're not my age yet, but it will take age, it would take numbers off your age when you start to do <laughs> Let me tell you why. I know I know that for sure. And I have maybe three close circles of friends, right? And they all will describe me the same. Um, Brian will probably, he's known me a long time. He knows I'm the same way everywhere I go. At work, at church, at play, at meetings, on podcasts. Um, I'm the same way. I have not put on but one mask for a couple of years now. And so I will tell you, Shantae, it will change your life. It will change your life. And the people around you will, will, will love you for it. Um, they'll be grateful for it because they know what they're going to get. And when we talked about the audacity um, to be authentic, I literally said what you see here is what you get. I'm not ever different. Um, with different, I have a different economically status of friends, right? You know, everybody is different. My social status is they're they're different, but I am the same. I come and I show up the same way all the time. And so it will it will it will take years off of you. I don't I can't why well, I'm older, but I feel so much younger since when I started to do that. And I I feel like I look so much younger on, on the inside and maybe on the outside, but it will change your life. So kudos to you for that. Yeah. It kudos. already has. It already has, and people are in shock and they're in awe because they thought the person they knew was well. You were great. Well, you know, I was great because I I was great to you because I was fitting those you know those boxes of who you wanted me to be. Now I'm great because I'm me, and so it, it's it's been fantastic so far. You don't even have to figure out who, and I talked about that as well. You don't even have to figure out which one you're going to be at that time. You know. Exactly. Up as who you are authentically, and you don't have to figure out okay, well, I'm with them, these people, I'm with these people, so I need to be this way because that's exhausting. It is, it is, yes, that it is exhausting is. to be that. So just show up, and you don't ever have to remember what you said and how you said it. And you know, you don't have to always think about okay, did I am I politically correct? Okay, well, I could be that way with them because they know me from way back. I'm just who I am, and so I don't have to think about it. I'm just I just ain't them. And so that is great. That's great. Brian, you want to say something? Yeah, I, I actually want to wrap it up and summarize. But what's beautiful about what Shantae shared and, you know, Bridget, I, you, you chimed in on top. Uh, it actually takes us right back to where we started today. Mm -hmm. And the whole premise of this is about your mental bandwidth, both from a, a mental and emotional standpoint. Right. And 
that whole piece that she just said about taking off the mask and being more authentic and being true to herself, uh, how that plays out from a mental standpoint is enormous. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a gigantic thing because the stress and the anxiety yes. and all of that that you go yes. through when you're shifting from environment to environment to group to group to people to people and trying to morph yourself into these different uh, masks and personalities and personas and whatever else, however else you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And not having that is a huge weight of what's mm-hmm. going into that, that funnel from an emotional mm-hmm. bandwidth standpoint. Mm-hmm. So definitely kudos to you for that. And, and it, it's, it's a great step. And if there's, you know, our, our listeners out there, if there's one thing that we can definitely advise and as Bridget was just saying, it will change your life. Literally, yeah. if you can just, you know what? I am is what I am, right? Mm-hmm. That old saying, mm-hmm. and, and and truly get there because it's freeing. It is so freeing. Yeah, and it is. Bridget's thing that she talks about all the time is don't mess with my peace because I'm at a place of peace. I'm at a place of peace with myself and my world and my environment, and that's what I want to try to maintain. So if there's anything that we should say from a mental bandwidth standpoint, let's all try to start to move in that direction, put our plans together, follow those action steps that we put down so that we can get to that place of freedom and, and that place of peace. So th- that's really what I want to share at the end. 100%. 100%. Well, I want to thank all of our audience uh, that joined us today. Ladies, this was uh, incredible. Thanks for sharing uh, where we've been for the last 90 days. And I think what we'll probably do is let this ride to the end of the year, and we'll do a year-end summary. I think that'll be awesome. So we'll come Sounds back great. maybe November, December, and say this is – where I started the year and who I was and what it was all about. And now that I've put some work in, this is, this is what I look like and, and what my world looks like and how it's changed for the better. Cause I'm yeah. not sure these things will make a difference. And then as we've said, uh, definitely, if you have not seen it, we have an episode, which is the audacity of authenticity. Absolute must watch because it will give you a lot of framework to work from as you do put your action plan together and uh, move forward. That's it. That's all I have. All right. Until next time, everyone, take care. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye now. Bye.